The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Tonight's episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memories of Cinderella's Jeff Labar and Gary Corbett. Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special alumni episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 664. And I'm Snowy White. And dear listeners, this is Aaron. We are two episodes from the big one. And if you want to be prepared for episode 666, there is no better way than heading out to True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com today. Subscribe. Possess yourself a cup. Get whatever awesome roast you want. Make sure you're on the mailing list so you know when they do special drops and you will never run out of coffee. And not only will you not run out of coffee, you'll get not one, but two great bands every month. Sometimes three. You never know. Crazy things are happening at the True Cult Coffee headquarters. You know, I mean, they basically sit down each month with a Ouija board and figure out the menu for that month. You know, that's how that's it goes. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that, that's, that's like, yeah, screw the computer. They don't use computers. It's all like Ouija boards, um, different crystals. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whole thing. It's a kit. But anyway, so True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Go out and support them because it is the metal thing to do. Definitely, definitely. Especially on a day like today because... Yeah. On this, this almost feels like a special episode to 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 us because oh, it really does. Okay, like okay. First, first of all, as we speak, it's record store day. It's the second of two of this year, and of course, on the show, this is something we get really excited about. We participate. We get out there. We let the world see our beautiful faces, and we just do it. And we are so excited because you made out like a bandit. I did pretty damn good myself, so we're totally stoked and eager to get to that. But just in general, with the rest of this show, like, there was so much going on in the news, okay, and with new songs, and tonight's Indie Spotlight, it just, it, it just, how, how can I describe it? There were so many... Um, alumni shall we say 
artists that have been on radioactive metal have totally been making the news this past week. So you and I, we sat down and said, you know what? We have to forego any sort of creature feature or anything like that. And we just have to concentrate on, you know, the people, some of the people that helped make this show what it has been over the last almost 15 years now. So, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to jump into all of that. I'm real, I'm really, really stoked to hear about what you got today when you were out and about for Record Store Day. But before we get there, speaking of true Cobalt Coffee, we're going to send a track out to them as part of our mandatory metal segment, courtesy of the phone find fine folks at True Cavalt Coffee, truecavaltcoffee.com. Check out all of the goodness there. The awesome Tombstoner. Dude, I love that name of that band. That's a killer name. (laughs) It's an awesome moniker. They just dropped their new record, Victims of Vile Torture. And I tell you, she's a gooder, so... In honor of True Cavalt Coffee, in our mandatory metal segment, this is Tombstoner.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Well, yeah, dude, we're, you've you've held us with bated breath long enough. What's uh, what did you grab today on this special record store day? All right, so for this momentous occasion. I am drinking Dragon's Milk Reserve right now. Mm. So our longtime listeners will know what happens when I drink Dragon's Milk. So buckle up. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting ride, yeah. All right. We're going to start with like the least metal thing that I got, but something that's super cool. Um, Snowy, are you familiar with the movie Ocean's Eleven? I know what it is. You show me, you take the words off the promo poster and show it to me, and I'll tell you that it's Ocean's Eleven, but I've never actually seen it. Okay, you have to see the movie. It's fantastic. Especially if you've ever wanted to rob a casino or a bank or anything in your life. Um, so, um, so, which we've all thought of it at least once. I, I mean, come on. As a kid, didn't you play cops and robbers? Somebody wanted to be the bank robber. Yeah, yeah. You know? So George Clooney and Brad Pitt are in this, right? And really, it's it's a who's who cast, like it's a mm-hmm. who's who cast. But um, so but George Clooney is like the main character, Danny Ocean, and um, you know they rob this casino, and so this special edition um, of the soundtrack that I got, I think it's like the twentieth anniversary, something like that. Dude, I one I watch this movie a lot. Like, I can quote it. So if you have seen it, I'd be dropping lines by now. Uh, but since you have it, it's not going to matter. But um, okay. you open it up, and it's just got this gorgeous, gorgeous, like, picture of the Bellagio, like, movie stills, you know, just like the old days. Like, people are really understanding, like, oh, no, this is a record store day. Like, like we don't just put in a, a plain white sleeve. Like, we do it like we used to, you know? And mm-hmm. you've got, like, all these just all the credits and all this stuff in here. And it's like, wow. But um, the best part is remember this takes place in several casinos, actually in Las Vegas. So the special vinyl it's printed as a roulette wheel. Mm. Dude, it's gorgeous. Nice. It's nice. Gorgeous. Yeah. And, and this is one of those ones, you know, like when you talk about like, Oh, Mrs. Snowy, as long as it's pretty vinyl, she's like, Oh wow. That's awesome. Oh, she would love that. Yeah. And this is one where Mrs. Aaron was the same way. And oh, she's like, awesome. Whoa, that's really cool. Cause she loves that movie too. Like that's, we watch it together all the time. So excellent. excellent. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. The next one I got, um, was one that when we were talking about this on the show, I said, I wasn't going to buy I, I said, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth about this. But um, I decided to share with my work peers that it was Record Store Day. And at least two of them were like, whoa, really? What's Record Store Day? One oh. guy was like, he'd never heard of it. And then he started pinging me. He's like, oh, I want to get that Ramones record. He's like, where do I go? What do I do? I'm like, okay, like find the store locator, find a store near you. And then if I were you, I would go scout the store out. So you kind of understand it. Go talk to the staff. Cause he's like, I got a record player. I've been wanting to get back into this. So like, I really feel like I just helped somebody this weekend. You know what I mean? Like -hmm. like somebody's like, man, where do I start? And can you imagine you have a brand new record player that you really haven't done much with in a year. And now you go to record store day. (laughs) <laughs> like i can't yeah. wait to talk to this guy on monday sweet yes yeah. but that, he's that, talking that warms the heart actually. yeah right isn't it, it great and mm-hmm. so a couple people respond they're like oh my goodness this is great 
you know, and, and the, for the people that didn't know, they're like, I didn't know this a thing. And that, so now, like, there are people who are going to be putting it on their list. And that that's what we want, right? Like, we want more people to be aware. We want more people going out. And he's talking about the Live Ramones record. And I was on the fence about it. And it's now sitting in my hot little hand. Excellent. I'm pretty excited now. So let's, <laughs> I, I said I was going to open this stuff on air. So let's pull this out. There we are. All right. Yeah. All right, so this is your traditional like black paper sleeve, black vinyl. Um, looks like a Ramones record, but everything else, like the pictures and things on it, are pretty cool. Like I always love when they do like the film strip kind of stuff, and they've got stuff numbered. The set mm -hmm. list is pretty pretty good. This was recorded in 1980, um, so I'm kind of excited to put this on and hear like 1980s Ramones. <clears throat> mm -hmm. All right, now. The, the one thing that I really, really, really wanted, I got. And I was surprised I got it. I honestly thought by the time I got there, they were going to be sold out. And so let's see if I can um, open this up. This is put out by Demento Punk Records. <laughs> and it's Weird Al. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yep, Weird Excellent. Al doing Beat on the Brat. Now, right supposedly inside here, I'm trying to so gently open this. And we just ended up tearing it. But, um, it, there's supposed to be a poster in here. Oh, there is. Oh, look Ooh. at this. This is like Christmas morning. It is like Christmas morning because, oh, like, see. it's got the garbage pail kid art, right? And when we talked about this on, on air before, like, that, that's what got me is like, I wanted that garbage pail kid art. I love it. It's beat on the brat. The track's, you know, already out. I was actually listening to it on Apple Music this morning. And I'm pulling out the three inch vinyl. Here's the little. Oh, man, there's like a little booklet with art. And then here's the little record. But then here's the poster. Right. And so they fold this sucker up. Hang on. Let's, let's go ahead. Oh, dude. So it's the cover art. Oh, and it's larger. And, and now it's not like a full size poster because, I mean, it's a three inch record. They're going to squeeze this stuff into. Um, but it's got the Demento Punk Records or Demented Punk Records. Um, it honestly looks like the pinhead from the Ramones kind of. Um, but kind of like who who does the rat fink art? What's that guy's name? It kind of looks like that. Um, mm, but then it's just it's that weird owl, just a little bit bigger, and I love it. Like I, this is one of those times where I bought it specifically for the art. Um, right, like we used to all the time. Yeah, in the eighties, you saw that kick-ass metal album. And it's like oh, I've never heard of this band. What? Oh, they're on Metal Blade. Okay, they're you got a kick-ass cover. Mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, and I just, I love the packaging because essentially you get the great art like three times, right? Mm -hmm. So it's fantastic. Okay, so now <clears throat> here is the big purchase that I was not planning on getting. Now, I, when I was texting you about earlier, I misread it. And so I now have an order in to the store, although I don't think I'm going to be able to get them. But apparently, Anthrax, and on July 9th, they released these, and I didn't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like we may have talked about this for a minute, but I, I, I feel like it slipped by me somehow. Anthrax released a bundle of four three-inch vinyls. Oh, and okay. it looks Does amazing. It it's on the Record Store Day website, but they came out last week, not this week. Like, ah. Not for Record Store Day, but... When I'm walking through Record Store Day, 
I see you know the three inch turntable, and I always see it all the time. And I knew I was going to get the Weird Al, but I'm like, I don't care if I can play it or not. I want this for the art, right? Mm-hmm. And then I see this little sticker that says "Exclusive Anthrax Edition." I'm like, what? And so of course, you know, I Google it real quick so I know what I'm talking about and try to figure out what this is. And it's an Anthrax little turntable. So we're going to crack this sucker open. Um, it's <laughs> numbered. Oh wow! There's only a thousand of these, and I have number five seventy two. It's a little crossly. I'm like really excited about, oh, oh yeah. Okay, so just as I pull everything out, you can see on the top of it. We need to start doing some of these on video. Oh, definitely. Oh, wait, it comes with USB now? Oh, I think I could actually record. Oh, dude. Oh, it's on. I'm gonna get more three inch vinyls. Oh, okay, this is awesome. It, but it's got the anthrax dust, dust cover on it, and this is this is killer. Yeah, yeah, this right this on. is killer. So I'm I'm really excited for this. Um, we're you know, I now that I see this USB cable in here, I'm like, well, it must connect to my computer somehow, right? So we will be um, we will be figuring this out. And oh my dude, oh so the the USB might just be for the power, but regardless. I'm going to figure this one out, man, because um, if I can figure out a way to record this, we're going to be looking for more three-inch vinyls and uh, because Rancid put out some three-inch vinyls. Ah, okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be checking these out and, um, you know, doing doing some more special things here. You know, we'll see if we can get these converted over to digital so our dear listeners can check this stuff out. But I'm pretty excited for this. So, yeah. So that, mm-hmm. sir, is my score today. Um, and it, oh, no, I forgot one thing. I can't believe I, for, I forgot this. So the whole point of Record Store Day is to get your butt out, go support your local independent record stores, right? So we're not going to the giant chain stores. You know, mm-hmm. Tower Records, we, we loved you when you were here, but this isn't for you, right? Right. This is for the the mom and pop, and even like an Amoeba Records in um, California, right? They've got two or three locations, but they're huge, but they're still mom and pop. And like right. Monster, they're gigantic, but it's still one location. Um, they sell T-shirts for their store for ten bucks, and I got one that says uh, Monster Music and Videos, but it's in the Misfits font with the Misfit uh-huh. Fiend. Ah, ah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So for 10 bucks, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rock that shirt like crazy. I'd buy two of them. One for uh, Mrs. Snowy, too. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, um, so yeah. So that that was my Record Store Day haul. Dude, let's hear about yours because I can't wait. Oh, can I go on Facebook now and see the pictures as we talk about it? <laughs> Please do. All right. Here we on go. mine. On mine. Yeah. I don't, don't have them up on. Oh, before you do that, yeah. speaking of anthrax, um, this oh, weekend. Shit they have that live stream i can't believe i forgot to talk about that i'm so excited about um record store day so yeah so last night was the anthrax 40th anniversary live stream and that's what i was telling my um telling my wife i'm like they really did a great job um they they really did a great job um what am i looking for here like i i guess kind of timing stuff having that record uh, record player drop because mm-hmm. I watched it last night, right? I watched the live stream last night and I show up at the record store today and there's anthrax stuff. I'm like, well, of course I'm going to buy it. <laughs> like I just watched the the live stream. Yes, I, I want this. So 
I did not notice until after the live stream because it was two hours and it was two hours and they would basically take like a break, quote unquote, and they play little video clips from other people. So Carla Harvey was on there, you know, and it makes sense because it's Charlie, Charlie Benante's um, girlfriend. Um, yeah, he's my hero. But Henry Rollins made an appearance. Ah, nice. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons made an appearance. Ah, sweet. Keanu Reeves made an appearance. <laughs> right on. DMC from Run DMC made an appearance. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> and if there's anybody I'm forgetting, because I'm sure there is, I, it's not because, you know, I'm slighting anybody. It's because there's a lot of shit going on last night. It was two hours. So I could not have been happier with that set. Like, I, I was thrilled, dude. Like, two hours... Everything I wanted to hear, but like from the old stuff to the newer stuff, I mean, they play were playing stuff off worship music and like just everything that I love about Anthrax. And the, and the really fun thing was, um, and I can't remember who, who said this. I can't remember if it was Tom Morello or man, maybe it was, um, yeah. Cause so Tom Morello's talked, uh, made an appearance and then was it? It might have been um, Chuck D was talking about them being dedicated to songwriting. And you really, like, as you hear the old Anthrax-like songs versus the new Anthrax songs, there are signature Anthrax things to do. Like, there is a very specific way to play a rift and a specific way to sound. But the song structure really has just gotten stronger and stronger over the years. I mean... They had great songs in the beginning. That's why they're still here. Mm -hmm. But it's rare that you find a band 40 years in where, you know, like the last two records are probably two of their strongest records. <laughs> you know, when, when's that happen? Because typically, you know, you have they, they blow up and then they're just kind of keeping the fans happy and doing their greatest hits tour. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, the only other band that uh, off the top of my head is really doing that and does it well consistently, Iron Maiden. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, I'm sure there are others and somebody's, you know, probably shouting at their radio right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, like, those are the ones that like stick to me. And, and so Anthrax is another band um, that's just, they're up there with Kiss for me. Like, um, they're, they're one of the ways that I, I really learned how to make guitars sound the way that they sound kind of thing. I, I've just loved that band for so long. And I mean, all through the 90s, all through the Bush years. And that was the crazy thing is like during the live stream, I it didn't hit me until they um, <clears throat> I, until after the show when I saw it in the comments. Somebody's like, man, not one song from the Bush years. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like there's a lot of great stuff in the Bush years. I would like there to is book, there is, you know, and so. So that that was like the the really only omission, um, I, I and and I mean the question really is I mean it's two completely different vocalists so could Joey handle it and and vice versa like I remember you know John Bush doing some of the the old Joey stuff and it it wasn't easy for him because they're they're two different guys with two completely different styles you know mm -hmm. so I, that would have been one thing I I still would like to hear them give it a shot you know but. Dude, it was great. And one one of the highlights is they start bringing the noise and Chuck D comes out to perform it with them. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, it was great. And then the, here's the other thing that, you know, me being the big guitar nerd, um, I'm watching all the um, 
like all the guitar switches that um oh my goodness scott ian's making you know and like you you see some of the older guitars and they're like the jackson v's i'm like oh this is great and then at one point and i think it was just the stage lighting but they cut they they you know they cut to one of the breaks they come back and they're all in shorts and i'm like are those the same jams they were wearing on the state of euphoria tour you know, and then I'm like, look, I'm like, no, I think it's just the stage lighting playing with my eyes. But dude, um, Frank Bellow, like, he looks almost the same as he looked in State of Euphoria. I'm like, did you age, man? Like, he's like the same like lanky dude. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's that's pretty crazy. But yeah, so that was an amazing two hours. Um, I really need to rewatch it. I thought I was gonna rewatch it today, but um, you know between record store day and then just hanging out with my family. And then after this, we're going to watch the new uh, space jam movie tonight, family movie night. Oh, right on. Yeah. But uh, dude, so we need to make it a point anytime there's a record store day to like try and record after record store day. Yeah. This is because this is fun. Yes. This is super fun. But anyway, so now maybe, let's, let's hear about maybe, your haul. Maybe take our recorders to the shops. You know, that's not a bad idea well. either. That, that, I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I, and I got to say, sorry? Well, I was just going to say, like, you know, I kind of really like um, splitting it up into multiple days. Oh, I'm all for it. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be interesting to see what they do next year. But I kind of liked having two shots at it this year. You know, Me too, me too. I don't know if I would want any more because the more you have, the less special it gets. That's why you only have one birthday every year. You exactly, have yeah. One Christmas every year and all that because you have to you have to keep it special. But I'm all for two of them. Right on, right on. And all this anthrax talk, okay? Yeah. And especially since this is our alumni episode, that's one anthrax. We've had three members of Anthrax on the show over the years. So that's Alumni 1. So for myself, Record Store Day, like I said, I made a pretty good haul myself. As you recall, a couple episodes back, we were talking about all the special releases that were going to be available today as we speak. And you will recall I got pretty stoked about a couple picture disc EPs. Both of them, as I was reminded earlier today, okay, we're celebrating 40th anniversaries this year. So that makes it a little extra special. The first one I grabbed was uh, the Motorhead collaboration with uh, Girls School, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. This picture. Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got it. I've got it in my hot little fist here right oh, now. Yeah, dude. And it was the uh, it was the the collaboration between Motorhead and Girl School. The main song, side A of this EP, was "Please Don't Touch." Okay, and it was a cover song. I can't remember the name of the band now. From the fifties, a, a, a British pop band from the fifties. But for decades now, Please Don't Touch has been one of my favorite songs. Okay, so when they announced, you know, they were, re, they were re-releasing this, this collaboration on Picture Disc and all that. I don't care the price. It was pretty steep. Had to have it. It is really sweet. Not only, of course, you have the Picture Disc and that cool artwork 
and all that, kind of mimicking the whole gangster St. Valentine's Day massacre ID and all that. But uh, they uh, had a cover. The the B sides include um, new uh, new new renditions featuring some of the guys from Motorhead doing uh, Girl School's uh, Emergency, plus Girl School doing a cover of Motorhead's Bomber. Dude. So really sweet stuff. Yeah. 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 And like and like like I said, that's been like just like everyone has their top 10, top 20, whatever, of favorite individual songs. That song is definitely in the top 10. In the top 20 somewhere, okay, is Sammy Hagar's Heavy Metal. Yes. The uh, theme song to said movie, once again, 40 years ago, when the movie Heavy Metal, the animated adult film came out to which that sweet sweet song was the main theme well this record store day and we were talking about it a couple episodes ago as i said a really cool uh 12 inch picture disc single of a live version of heavy metal to commemorate the 40th anniversary by sammy hagar and the circle you know those those who might not know who the circle are, well, it's Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, you know, from Van Halen, Jason Bonham, and Vic Johnson. And uh yeah, yeah, it's a live, it's a it's a live rendition of this song. Okay, you know, okay, remember when I have like this I what I did today when I got home, I slapped this record on right away. Remember, and I did something for the first time that I haven't done since I was a kid. Okay. When you buy that new seven-inch single, okay, you remember it was just one song of 45, the, the main song on one side, then, you know, there was another song on the other side. But you played side A, and then you brought the needle back. You played it again. You played it again. Okay, I haven't done that since I was a kid. Yeah. This live version of Heavy Metal, I did just that. Oh, that's so cool, dude. <laughs> I just It's called Manual Repeat. Unfortunately, you have to take it upon yourself to do it manually. But like, well, like I said, this is one of my all-time favorite songs, and to get this wicked new picture disc is just ah, sweet, sweet stuff. It cost me uh, when they when they gave you know the final price. My heart kind of skipped a beat, but okay, yeah. it's it's record store day. You got to spoil yourself once in a while. I think uh, I think this last year everything that's that's been going on i think i think i'm allowed to treat myself here you know and when mrs snowy sees these sweet picture discs like you were saying er earlier in the show like she sees all this wicked vinyl and she gets totally stoked for it um earlier today or or, you know as, as i was out and about i also grabbed the uh, new copy, or the copy of the latest issue of Fistful of Metal. As you'll remember, earlier this year, we had one of their scribes, Aaron Price, on the show. Oh, yeah. And all that. So he obviously re- recommended this this magazine, and I'm all in. I'm all in. Every, every, every time this out, I think it's only quarterly. It's imported from England. It's pushing 20 bucks, but, you know, I am all in. 
with this and when you go over here i'll open it up because and i i noticed this a lot with decibel magazine and all that like you listen to our show you crack a new decibel and the lineups our creature feature in their interviews line up uh, pretty good well um this issue okay i see an interview with Marta Gabriel from Crystal Viper. Hello. Dude. And um, Michael Stutzer from Artillery, who we had on again earlier this year. And on the cover, remember last episode, you were you were so stoked about the new Halloween record? Well, guess who's on the cover? I saw that. And <clears throat> I wanted to mention that I saw a Halloween cassette when I was um, at RSD today, for the new record, I th- I think just, like I wasn't looking that close. Halloween, but okay. I just saw like a Halloween cassette. I'm like, wow, <clears throat> yeah, I can't believe the cassettes have been kind of coming back in a big way. That that was a shocker uh, for me. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if if I see a secondhand cassette, I'm not that worried about it. But if it's new. You know, still wrapped up in all that. I've I've bought a couple this year, so yeah, right on, right on. And I can under I can see why you are so stoked about the new Halloween because that came across my desk. Oh, it's good. And I've been cranking it this week. As a matter of fact, just before you and I sat down, as I was dotting dotting the I's and crossing the T's on this episode, I had it going again. So yeah, you're you're right. Halloween back in. A big way. I love the fact, okay, because if my first exposure to Halloween was that first EP, 1984. Okay, when no one but me basically knew who they were and all that. So it was just to see them now, like decades later, still killing it. Absolutely fantastic. So, Mr. Aaron Price, Fistful of Metal, alumni number two. Some other really cool stuff that uh, kind of I've been giving a spin. I didn't pick this record up today, but last week after we were done recording, I hit the shops and I was so stoked to find um, 80s Thrashers at War. Their most recent record, Infidels, came out in like 2009. It's definitely been a long time. Okay, but... At War are still killing it, you know, on the live front. Yeah, some people might say their their heyday was, you know, in the 80s with, with their debut and second record. But it's really good to see them uh, still, still doing it, at least on the live front. Well, I found a vinyl copy of Infidels. I was really stoked, really excited about that. And guitarist Paul Arnold is on my Facebook as well we we like to communicate through there um really cool song recently dropped well though no, this the this week nun slaughter okay dropped a new song and video below the cloven hoof the new record red is the color of ripping death will be available at hell's headbangers August 27th. Really excited about that, obviously. But to kind of get us there, they dropped that single as well, a really cool promotional video for it. Okay. 
And I, just just to see another Nunslaughter nun video, just in general, was really cool. But it was all claymation. Like when when was the last time you saw like that that art form for anything? Oh yeah, like, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. So when like the whole video is this his special claymation that kind of kind of brought me back as a kid. And of course, it's all blood splatter and you know like. It's everything that you would expect from a nun slaughter, and to see that that type of video, it warmed the heart, dude. Warm the heart, definitely. So, nun slaughter number three, alumni, and finally, kind of get on with some tunes here. I got introduced to Vancouver Rockers Rebel Priest. Their uh, latest EP, Lost in Tokyo, came across my desk, and this is this is a really cool. Okay, this is a fun time band. Okay, like we we get a lot of brutal death and yeah. doom and sludge and all that, which is good. I'm all for that. That stuff is good to listen to. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Come Friday, Saturday. You know, I'm thinking if I'm not going to see a live show or whatever, I'm thinking I want to listen to some good time tunes. Something that me and Jack here can uh, sit back and give a spin. And I think I discovered that with Rebel Priest. This EP drops October 13th. October. August 13th. So... Um, Please it's going tell to be... me they're all dressed like priests, but in leather jackets. No. <laughs> no, no, but I should probably forward the idea. Like that would be amazing. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like the Ramones. You know how they yeah. were all like something Ramones, just rebel priests, like just all in the collar, but like leather. Like, right on. So great. I, th- I think, I think it would be to tie this over till October thirteenth when that new EP drops. Let's uh, let's go with the title track. From Rebel Priest, pour yourself another drink. This is Lost in Tokyo.
hands up, raise your cup We've gone too far to stop Forge on to victory and bring those bastards down Rip off their fucking heads With volume, force and dread Be back until they see their last defense was me the aforementioned at war the title track from their album infidels i don't know we should have we should have had mr arnold on by now he's, he's a really cool guy like i said keeping keeping in touch with him on the old facebooks and all that we definitely got to sit down and dude just just t- talk about at war in the 80s okay would just like i got 800 million questions like it would just be an absolutely fantastic time and of course before that the new nun slaughter below the cloven hoof once again august 27th the new record available from hell's headbangers be sure to grab that or pose eternally thank you my good buddy jay for that well like i said um it's been a hell of a day so far we're having a fantastic show as well a lot of great chat a lot of really cool tunes but unfortunately we do kind of have to bring the party down here just for a quick second as you heard at the top of the hop we lost two members on the same day wednesday july 14th 
lost two members of the, uh, well, I guess their heyday was the 80s, but 80s hard rockers, Cinderella guitarist Jeff Labar passed away um, at his apartment in Nashville the same day, though, um, touring keyboardist Gary Corbett also left left us like dude that's i i can't even begin to imagine you know what's going on in the rest of the cinderella camp like that's just just as fans as fans like we woke up that day and it's like oh my god like this this is this is terrible to to know these guys to have toured live with them and to have you, you know to go up and down that rock and roll road with them must have just been an absolute kick in the gut to them. Like that's, that's wow. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. And yeah. I, I found out about Gary and cause I didn't know that Gary was like the, the touring kiss keyboardist had no idea. Okay. <clears throat> and, um, Bruce Kulik posted a picture of him with Gary and he's like, man, sad to hear this. I'm like, what? And then it was like immediately after, um, I think it was Dean Del Rey posted about Jeff Labar. I'm like, Oh, what? Come on. Like, what What are the odds of two members from the same uh-huh. band passing away, like, simultaneously? It is. It is. Like, that is. The music gods are definitely playing a cruel joke there. Um, but but doing a little research, like, Miss, Miss, Mr. Corbett here has a co-rating credit on Cyndi Lauper's Shebop. You remember that song? Dude, great tune. <laughs> know, great I tune. I know, I know. I love it. Everyone, you know, all all, you know, gathered around their their radio to listen to Shebop. And then when you think about what that song's really about, I tell you, it probably pissed off a lot of middle America. You oh, know, when probably. they found out. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know this either, but um Corbett was a um a member of uh, Lou Graham from Foreigner, like his solo touring and all that. And it makes me wonder when Graham came here, maybe about five years ago. Wonder if uh, if I managed to catch Corbett live. I'm gonna have to look into that, just unknowingly at least. Yeah, you know, because the reality is, when you're a hired gun like that, it's not like your name is plastered all over the marquee. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's just Lou Lou Graham, not Lou Graham and his buddies. Da 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 da. Right. You know, which maybe it should. Maybe it should. Maybe they should start. They should start um, pointing stuff like that out. You know, featuring the keyboardist who was in this band twenty years ago. Like, how, how extra? How extra psyched would you be for that show then? I think some bands are jumping on that because, like, come back to the Bruce Kulick example. Um, anytime I see a Grand Funk Railroad thing, it it always seems to mention Bruce by name. Ah, you know, like like calling him out, right? And I mean, that makes sense because you're going to get a Kiss fan like me and be like, "Yeah, I'll go see you." Oh, you for know? sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, of course, our condolences goes. Out to the Labar and the Corbett families. That's too bad. And like I said, that's a that was a hell of a kick in the gut. Yeah, so sorry, so sorry. But but we're going to turn things around here now because we kind of have a little list of some good news regarding more 
of our radioactive metal alum. Okay, starting with, um, of course, as we know, everything that's been going on in the Megadeth camp, okay, with David Ellison getting ousted from the band because of his situation online with the with a young lady and all that. And I'm not really going to get into all that because heaven knows we spoke enough about that. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. That, that's been covered. Moving uh-huh. on. Yeah. Well, we want to get into something a little more exciting here because apparently all of Ellison's um, bass has been scrapped for that record and re-recorded with a new mystery bassist. Okay, and they were kind of keeping it hush-hush, but apparently they haven't really done a really good job of it. But word has it that the bassist, at least for this record and probably the touring cycle, is Testament Steve DiGiorgio. Okay, now that that is just like, wow. Okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. You know, a guy from Testament's stepping up to appear on a Megadeth record and Giorgio is just an amazing an amazing bassist and personality okay he's been in so many awesome bands not only testament where he's currently plying his trade but he started off i remember oh geez you know with the whole death metal boom with uh sadis way way back then he did some time with autopsy and death and as well as obituary on the live front. That's where we caught up with Mr. DiGiorgio when, I don't know how many years ago it was now, a handful, when he they came through with obituary and we sat down and we had a fantastic chat. And I definitely want to speak to him again, you know, after this new record comes out. And like Testament are still killing it too. Oh, they're, they're the, the last record. It's just like, oh, Jaws. People can say what they want about their stuff from the 90s. I thought they produced a lot of killer stuff. Testament are still doing it. You know, that new that new record is absolutely fantastic. They've had a really strong string of them as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm pretty excited. And hopefully with the world opening up, bands touring and all that going on, there's... um. Megadeth apparently have already announced a tour, I think, with Lamb of God and In Flames, a couple other bands on that. I'll stop yeah. the top of my head. I can't remember. Nah, I only that. remember Lamb of God. Okay. Well, hopefully, Horns Cross, they make their way. They, they got to get into the country first to tour and all that. Um but hopefully, yeah, they'll they'll get through my neck of the woods with DiGiorgio at, on bass. Like, fantastic stuff. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah so, for sure. So, you ever noticed that Dave Mustaine just seems to... Well, it's like he goes through band members like a lot of people go through underwear. Seems that way. I, You know, I and... Uh, like, I understand the whole situation with um, Dave Ellison was really unfortunate... But doesn't it feel slightly extreme to go replace all the bass tracks? Yeah, I thought that was weird, too. Like, I I don't know. Is it because for it it has to be money oriented when when you think about it? Yeah, that's really what I'm thinking. But I mean, 
if Elson helped co-write those tracks, he's still going to get that kind of money from it. He's still, yeah, he's, you know? he's still got to get the publishing. Right? Um, I, I just it. I don't know. I I feel like there's something else going on there. You know, it, it just because Mustaine, he's just. <sighs> he's a character. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. He he's definitely. <laughs> Yeah, he's a character. I mean, I love him. He's been one of the most consistent people in metal. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. You know you're going to get a new Megadeth record. You know it's going to be... Well, you know it's a 50-50 shot. It's either going to be something you're like, wow, it's amazing, or they took a big risk. You know, or sometimes it's both. Like, they take a big risk, and it's amazing. You know? But I I mean, you're going to get something. Yeah, yeah. I really, I like, I have all of their albums, and like, Cryptic Writings really doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Okay, that was their most most commercial, and um, Risk really only had one good song on it, and all that. It just, yeah, yeah. But apart from that, there's there's a lot of stuff, a lot of albums, you know, in in the two thousands that people just didn't really care for that I actually thought this was really cool. This was really cool. So, yeah. Mr. Steve DiGiorgio, another radioactive metal alum. Speaking of 80s thrash, okay, and we've actually, this has been a story going on, but Exodus's to- drummer Tom Hunting, okay, has had a, uh, has had a go as uh, fighting cancer. Okay, whenever we come up with this topic, sorry, I always get a little flushed and all that because I recently lost my uh, my my dad to the whole cancer thing and all that. So everyone, give me a little this 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 is good news, but everyone just bear with me as I kind of get through this story. Um, there has been an update on uh, Mr. Hunting's health through his fight through this. Mr. Hunting underwent a full gas trek. Tommy, gastrectomy, I believe. Right, right. I knew, I knew it. Yeah. I knew I was all week. I was like, I'm going to struggle with this damn word. <laughs> okay, but apparently, hey, you're not the doctor. You don't have to pronounce it right. <laughs> That's right. If the doctor right. can't pronounce it, get out. Then I'm. Then you're in trouble. That's right. Because you're not cutting me open if you can't pronounce the fucking word. Right, right. Well, it's apparently it's a surgery to remove part of the stomach. Yeah. And all that because uh, apparently uh, it was tumorous, his stomach. But uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, they had the surgery, and he seems to be doing just fine. And I'm mentioning this once again, Mr. Tom Hunting, radioactive metal alum. Yep, awesome, awesome news, fantastic stuff and i can't wait you know to get um when when exodus returns recording with mr hunting and gary holt back in exodus full time if i'm not mistaken because i've i've been following like gary holt on instagram and um so one i just have to call out that on gary's in instagram today every saturday he posts catterday so there's always a cat meme Oh, and okay. He has this amazing picture of this cat with this slightly villainous look on its face. And it says, your chances of being killed by a cat are low, but never zero. 
Never zero. <laughs> yes, okay. Once you said that, I real I remembered. Yes, okay. Yeah. yeah. Saw that myself. Yeah. yeah. So I've been following him, and then I can't remember if he was on Dean Del Rey recently, but um, or if I saw it on Instagram. But before all this went down with Tom, he went up to record drums. Like they were in the studio recording drums with Tom. Excellent. So I am pretty sure that probably sick. Tom went in and recorded an Exodus album. Right on. Right? And, Let's look and, at that. Well, I just want to point out what a badass drummer he is to do that, but drummers in general. Because um, watching the uh, watching the Kiss documentary, like I knew Eric Carr, you know, had passed away, he'd been sick. Um, but what I didn't know is that he was not the drummer on God Gave Rock and Roll to You. It was Eric Singer. But okay. Eric Carr was in the video because Eric, you know, he asked Gene Paul, he said, no, man, he's like, I really want to be in this video. So Eric, like, and I believe he had been in the hospital that time, comes out of the hospital, gets full costume and has to do a full day video shoot. And when you watch him hitting those drums, he's not holding back. He doesn't mm -hmm. look like somebody who's like, you know, sick and suffering an illness. Like he is going at it like... You know, I, I, this is awful to say, but like it's the last thing he's ever going to do. And unfortunately it was, you know, and just to think about like Tom, like laying down these drums and then going through this shit, it's like, what, dude? And, and I mean, let's talk about Exodus. Like I love Kiss. Kiss is a different type of drums than Exodus. Like, dude, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like like that. that's like saying like, you know. And this is gonna sound horrible. It's gonna kind of comparing like like the uh, the mall power uh, walker to a marathon runner. You know? Right. <laughs> you know they're they're both in good shape and they both both gotta gotta do what they do. But you know one's a little more difficult. You know. Right. Right. But they're both warriors. Mm -hmm. Both are was. Definitely... Amen. So yeah, I was I was glad to see that Tom came came out of it, and there is a cancer fund. Like if you go look up. Um, I, I know Gary for sure. If you look up Gary Holt's Instagram, you're going to find links and callbacks to, um, to Tom's cancer fund. So if anybody wants to go out there and donate, you know, and help this guy out, um, yeah, to, to a full recovery here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you're absolutely right. Like I, I know a ton of drummers, you know, shout, shout out to Mr. Corey Thomas from, uh, Ninja Cat. The guy's an absolute beast behind the kit. Yeah. As as well. And he just even as a fan, okay, I've often it's like, okay, during these shows you get the big drum solo and you see the band I'm so glad going you on this stage. Out. And, yes. Yeah, and they're like like to is is this to give the guitarist okay, which that's that in itself, you know, is you know, physically demanding. But the vocalist, yeah, okay, maybe he has to rest his voice or whatever. But if you're going to give someone a break halfway through the show, should it not be the drummer? Right. <laughs> okay, like right. I'm not a musician. I don't really know for sure. But just as, an, as a veteran music fan, I would think the physical exertion yeah. that you playing drums is more than singing. Like, yeah I'm like what the fuck dude i i was thinking the same thing it's kind of like if um if you watch somebody in a race and let, let's say it's a wheelbarrow race where you have a guy pushing the wheelbarrow and a guy sitting in the wheelbarrow 
and you and you know it's like two or three laps and after the second lap the guy sitting on the wheelbarrow says dude i gotta take a break for a minute let me let me get out i'm i'm um, i'm exhausted and but 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 the guy pushing the wheelbarrow keeps going <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's like wow you know and i was thinking that watching the anthrax live stream last night Benante is hands down my favorite drummer like i can see why like everything about him is just so amazing i'm watching the live stream last night and just the economy of motion and the sheer power of his drums it's just it, it, like so many anthrax songs would be forgotten and mediocre if it wasn't for benante on the drums i think so yeah yeah if it wasn't for charlie man like he's he's you know, but, but I mean, same same goes for S- Scott's rhythm work. Like, if it wasn't for that sound, like like they just those two magic mm-hmm. things. You know, because I mean, think about it. They rotate people in and out of there, but but those two things have been the constant. It's they're like the Paul and Gene of uh, thrash metal. You know, definitely. That's that's definitely a, yeah. a good. Uh, I've I've said over over the years many times. Okay, the Scott Ian riff. Like he's like you, you have metal riffs and then you have like Scott Ian riffs Yes, and you know, you know, a Scott Ian riff, even if it's in another band, an SOD or even like an MOD or a band heavily influenced by Anthrax. Oh yeah. You know, like you can hear, oh, that's a Scott Ian riff. That's not him playing, but you can hear the influence. But then even when he's playing, like you can tell it's him, even if he's just writing a single string. Oh, for sure. Like, like, think about um. Oh, I, I'm not afraid. I am not afraid. What's in my world? That song. Like when he goes to that breakdown, that just when he just starts that, like, you know that Scott, you you know that's the right hand of doom right there. You know. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, but anyway, back back to Tom, like. Man, like that was great news to hear that he came through the surgery okay. He's cancer free, and I mean, you know, he's still on the road to recovery. Like, like, like it's certainly not over. And I mean, unfortunately, with cancer, you know, is, is um, um, my my friend friend, you know, just went through recently. Like, his mother had cancer, was cancer free, and then it came back. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's always that chance, you know. So, it's 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 still going to be touch and go here a little bit. Well, all the best, all the best. But right now, we are totally taking this as a win. Yeah. And once once again, Mr. Tom Hunting, Radioactive Metal alum. For sure, for sure. And finally, before we get on with tonight's Indie Spotlight, which I am, for more selfish reasons, I am really stoked for this when this release recently dropped. But... Um, here in my neck of the woods, in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, things with the whole COVIDness are finally starting to let up. Okay, as of yesterday, as I speak, is ha- that's been two weeks since my second shot. Okay, so finally, <laughs> you know, I'm getting. A, uh, I'm getting a social life back, which I'm going to be taking full advantage of this weekend, and you will be able to uh, hear, listen to the fruits of that labor uh, 
on the next episode of Wrestling Night in Canada. Cheap plug, cheap plug. My brother show over there on The Shining Wizards Network. Well, anyways, the world, our world is starting to open up. Shows are starting to be announced. Now, we're still not letting any bands in out from outside of the country, but Canadian bands are starting to tour, starting to come through Winnipeg and Ninja Cat Productions. Dun, 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 dun. With your who your cool Uncle Snowy works with and uh, basically has, like, Ninja Cat has done so much for the show, bringing in all these bands. I show up early. I help out, bring in equipment in and out. And it has provided this show with so many wicked creature features. That's, you know, to give, we have to, to get, we have to give. You know, let's let's give, let's do our rock and roll duty all the way around. Well, October 9th of this year, Ninja Cat Productions has announced Winnipeg Punk Rockers Propagandy are going to be playing the Park Theater. Okay, now, who, if you're not too familiar with who, with who Propagandy are, they're Winnipeg punk band, hardcore band, but they no longer belong to Winnipeg. They're actually one of the biggest, you know, hardcore punk bands just in the world. They're signed to an inter, they're signed to Epitaph, inter, international band, tour the world. Okay, but they never forgot where they're from. I think a lot of the guys still live here every once in a while. You know, I um, I see members of the band and hang out with them at shows, and 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 all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, we announced that October 9th, Propagandy playing the Park Theater, which has undergone some of its own renovations, expanded to almost 600 people capacity. Okay, and the reason why. I'm putting an emphasis on the 600, okay, because this propaganda show sold out in 30 seconds. Isn't that just music to your ears a lot? That is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Now, it was kind of a given that it was going to sell out. You know, it's propaganda in Winnipeg, okay, of, of all places particularly, but it's also on a Saturday night. Oh wow! As as well as well. <laughs> so I'm actually as I'm going about uh, going about record store day. I'm talking with Little Snowy about the whole show and all that, and she's really impressed that, although she's not a fan of the music, we just started talking about it and all that. The idea of maybe a second show. You know, oh, yeah. no, I'm not putting. I'm just saying this is just a conversation and i gotta bring it up to the other guys at ninja cat but if october 9th is a saturday what's the band doing october 10th uh, recovering from their hangover well, <laughs> yeah they, they might be recovering from partying <laughs> with your cool uncle snowy but if they can manage that why not a second show you know, like bands have been doing that all the time. Their first, sh their first show sells out. Yeah, they add a second show later on that night. The second concert I ever saw was a Brian Adams show when I was a kid. The Cuts Like a Knife tour, 
the first show in a small theater sold out right away. They had to add a second show. I We had to buy tickets for that one and all that. So, like, the second show added thing, is that still a thing? I don't, I don't know for sure. But maybe that's something to look into. I got to get gotta you know get be the killer. Boys so this is this one would be killer. You do the second show, you do it on Sunday, but you team up with a local restaurant and make it a brunch show. <laughs> and you somehow like like whether maybe it's a brunch food truck, but you, you just do something like that, and you know you call it the hair of the dog show, and there's like beer and brunch. <laughs> And everybody's hung over and you're watching propaganda again. There, there's an idea. That's thinking outside the box, my friend. I think right on. <laughs> no, right on. And and before we drop drop some tunes here, propaganda. Radioactive metal alum. Once again, right on. Right on. Um once again, okay, October 9th. Is still a while's off, but to kind of uh, tide us over until then. Oh, geez, when was it? Quite a while back, they Propaganda dropped a uh, live album called "Live from Occupied Territory," the official bootleg that was recorded. When was it? Two thousand three. A show here in Winnipeg at the Fabled Zoo Club, which I basically grew up in. And I don't know, man. I'm trying to remember. Like, oh, don't don't tell the propaganda guys I said this, but I don't know if I was there for that show. How could you not be? Or not? I, be. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's not ringing a bell. Like the pre-COVID the, the of the six thousand shows that come through Winnipeg in a year, you only missed five. <laughs> I, apparently, apparently, you I know? just, it's. Ah, I hate to say it, it's just not ringing a bell. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. But here, let's. Uh, Let's drop, uh, oh, actually a couple tracks from that, that, that awesome live record. Oh, and I love this title here. This is definitely something that Propagandy would write. This is live from occupied territory, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada at the zoo. This is stick the fucking flag up your goddamn ass.
Jeff LaPlante, please report to the stage. Jeff LaPlante to the stage. Spider-Man or uh, some 41 swing down during this uh, last song here? That's what I think of Molson Canadian. That's what I think of Molson Tear down Canadian. This is what Ken Kowalski thinks of Molson Canadian. Come on, come on. Hey, everybody remember Hopper? Hey, what's with the clothes? Nobody accepts you with clothes on here, Hopper. Just fucking do Take it, man. the fucking clothes off. I lost a bet. I lost Take a big off. bet. Take off the clothes. Take off the clothes. Yes, he's sucking that in. Is that enough? No! Hopper, that's not good enough. Get over here. Look at that. This is a song for our southern neighbors. Uh, Here's a trip let's do this fucking name. stupid song. The album that got me into punk rock. Shit! 
That was the amazing War on Women from last year's album, Wonderful Hell. And that was This Stolen Land. And I want to dedicate that song to all of those lost souls all across the Canadian I, all, all, all across the, the, the Canadian landscapes that we lost and they were buried in the residential schools. Uh, okay, <laughs> once again, this is kind of tough, tough to talk about. But as you'll recall, dude, the little couple episodes ago where we were talking about the church burnings and the, you know, the problems yep. from yesteryear with the residential school and the mass graves and all that. When I re-listened to this stolen land, yeah, I had to, I had to drop that track. And before that, that was Propaganda once again, a cover of one of my all-time favorite songs of the Dayglo Abortions, Wake Up America. Of course, the original, I don't know how many times we played the original on this song, and it is still absolutely killer so yeah it's been a hell of a that, that was a hell of a chat with all of our radioactive metal alum all of this really good news going on in the metal world and we're going to continue the metal goodness by introducing you to a really cool unsigned band here in our indie spotlight We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. For tonight's Indie Spotlight, I want to direct everyone's attention to a really cool band from up here in my neck of the woods, Vagina Witchcraft. Just, I don't know, it's a fantastic name. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it is so oh. cool. I just love it. They just oh. dropped their self-titled debut record. Oh, I saw the CD in the store last week, but I didn't grab it. But, oh, I'm sure in my metal fix, I'm going to be talking about it a little more in depth. Vagina I love witchcraft. being surprised by the names of these bands that you find. <laughs> like that, that's, that's my favorite part is just like, what is he about to say now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Vagina Witchcraft are a really cool hardcore punk mixed with some doom, some sludge, uh, some very angry vocals and ideas, courtesy of vocalist and act and activist Kayla Fernandez, who, um, yeah, yeah, well, I'm really impressed, blown away by everything that this young lady has to say. And she joined us one night at Grandma's place to watch pro wrestling with us at Ducky's place Rock on. One, one, one time that, that's how I first met her and we sat down as we we're watching wrestling and she's telling me all about her band and what she does and all that and alright I'll go check you out I've seen her live a couple times and all that new record is available now on Bandcamp and all that so I said okay this has to be the band that we do this episode since we're talking about all of these other 
radioactive metal related stuff i think it's rather appropriate so, so you know this girl then oh yeah yeah she's okay. fantastic we should have her on for a guest host sometime just to like oh. shoot shoot the shit because oh, yeah. the name vagina witchcraft alone has me intrigued like uh, yeah. she just sounds like a party Okay, well, I'll tell her that not only do I want her on, but Aaron wants her on as well, man. Based on band name alone, not knowing a single thing other than the band name, I need to talk to this girl. (laughs) Yes, 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 and we shall. To get us to that, how about we drop a track from that record? Tonight's Indie Spotlight, this is Vagina Witchcraft with Pyro.
Uh, vaginawitchcraft.bandcamp.com, facebook.com slash VWBand204 as well. Go and check them out there. Definitely go on to Bandcamp, uh, preferably buy the compact disc through there or if you're in the Winnipeg area, make sure you hit up into the music, grab a physical copy of that. If not, be sure to send the band a couple bucks, grab the uh, digital copy of the awesome self-titled album from Vagina Witchcraft. Yeah, that is an awesome name. I love it. I love it. Um, well, my friend, I'm sure we could probably uh, go on and on some more about everything but i think maybe it's time to bring this crazy train into the station how can uh people get a hold of us well they could use the internet that's, that's typically going to help us find this you know um <laughs> but so ladies and gentlemen head to radioactivemetal.org and there you will find everything at least everything we can find because you know, it's been 600 and some episodes. Shit gets huh? lost when you move. You know what I mean? <laughs> it does. Like you forget a crate. You lose a key. Next thing you know, you're wearing your wife's underwear. Who knows? It's mass hysteria. <laughs> it's weird, but yeah. Anyway, Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> oh, I love that you went there. That's wonderful. But, so, and that's a movie I can't wait for. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bated breath waiting. Uh -huh. Anyway. Um oh yeah. So internet. Radioactivemetal.org. That's where that's where everything's at, right? So if you want to go peruse the 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 back uh episodes, my back pages, if it were, you know, uh, because we were so much older then, we're younger than that now. Um please tell me you get the Bob Dylan reference. Mm, sorry. Oh heartbreaking. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe momentarily it's just zoom that's all right i'm just gonna sit down and cry later it'll be okay, oh, okay. but i'll work through it i'll cry it out um but you can you can go through all the back episodes there and then of course head out to itunes head out to spotify head out to any place you think you can find a podcast and it turns out we're there we mm -hmm. are we we're like the you know the hidden virus of the internet like we just <laughs> Show up places we don't even know. That we don't we, even we know. Be. Yeah, every and once I'm in like, a while, I'm just dicking around on the internet, and it's like, holy shit, we're on there too. All yeah. right, right. Yeah, on. you know, you know, yeah. You, you ever have those moments where you wake up, and you're like, wow, how did I get here? That's us on the internet all the time. <laughs> like, how did we get here? Whoa! <laughs> so it. you're gonna find us everywhere. But when you do find us, uh, take a moment, leave us a review because that helps other people find us. And love us or hate us, leave us a review. It's like, like, oh, I listen to these guys every week because they're the biggest bunch of idiots on the internet. We'll take it. You know, we'll get yeah, other people that want to hear other idiots. You know, that's right. It'll be a good time. But so thank you for that. And then um, the reason we're on Spotify is thanks to the fine folks at ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. The Shining Wizards Network is a host of podcasts, uh, lifestyle podcast, wrestling podcast. There's even a Canadian wrestling podcast where the host sounds a lot like Snowy. It's weird. Good looking guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really handsome. Really not like Snowy here, but like way, way better looking. <laughs> but, um, so, so yeah, so you got that going on, right? So that's a good time. 
Um, let's see. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, radmetal666 at gmail.com. Send us an email directly. Send us your stuff to listen to. Send us hate mail. Uh, There's one guy that would get drunk and send us stuff to stop playing pop punk. That was some of the most fun emails we've ever had. Um, That was was like the greatest. I'm reading the emails. I'm like, God, this is amazing. Like, this is wonderful. We, We love that moment. Um, at RadMetal666 for Instagram and Twitter. Twitter's mostly retweets and very few and far between. But the Instagram, um, Snowy and I are going to try to actually put pictures up with the episode. Um, right. We have premature Instagram-itis, you know, where we tend to post things before the episode drops. So if you're hearing this episode and you're like, what the hell? None of these pictures are on Instagram. Go back a week. And it's probably there. They'll be there. And on Facebook. Yeah. And on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Facebook.com slash Red Metal. That's the one I missed. Mm. All right. Is that all of it? I think so. I I think so. I think so. Other than the the final thing. So let's say that, you know, you're at Record Store Day. You're walking through and you're seeing cassettes and you're seeing 45s and you're picking up singles. You're like, man, this is great. Remember when people used to write letters? Well, all those ways that we mentioned to get a hold of us, send us your address. We'll get it to Snowy. And you guys can converse via the Canadian Moose Mail, the Canadian mm-hmm. Moose Network, as it were. Um, and, you know, Snowy, tell them more about Moose Mail. Well, <laughs> well, well, that's kind of the way we do things here in canada like you think we would have a a proper system but we just we just haven't you know it just when it arrives by boat there's a herd of moose just waiting you know to get our our letters you know off the east coast and then and our our you know what people can say all they want about the speed of our canadian moose okay but we are the second biggest country right behind russia in the whole world, okay, I can get a letter from the East Coast by moose all the way to halfway across Canada within two days. That's because moose haul ass. The, our Canadian moose definitely haul ass and all that. So if you want to <laughs> con, if you want to contact your cool Uncle Snowy the old-fashioned way. Like we did back in the day in the old Metal Forces pen banger section, and in little little later on Metal Maniacs as well. They they continued that 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 tradition. Well, what we used to do is we used to submit ourselves in that old section, and we would communicate through an old fashioned snail mail. And I really dig those days and and as a special bonus while you're communicating with your cool uncle snowy say your band has a new demo your buddy's band has a new demo slap that shit onto a cassette send it to me like we used to back back in the day when we used to trade demos and live tapes you do that okay and we have a metric shit ton we i i'm always getting emails from PR and from independent labels. Hey, man, get us on your indie spotlight. Well, you go out of your way and you send me your band's demo like that, top of the list. Like I said earlier this show, like, you know, you get what you give. 
And uh, I think, uh, you know, and any band that goes out of their way and does stuff like that definitely deserves to be rewarded. So you know. do all of that. Get us on out of here. Well, Let's on. I just want to point oh, out one thing. One more. You know, okay. e- everybody thinks that the cheetah is the fastest land animal, and it really <laughs> is the Canadian roofs. And um, I, I think what we'll do is we'll try to bring a cheetah to Canada. And um, we'll set that up. When I finally make it up to visit Snowy in Canada in Winnipeg, we'll get one of the Canadian moose. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll bring a cheetah, you know, uh, from somewhere. Um, you know, ignore anything you see about cheetahs going missing at a zoo because this <laughs> has nothing to do with this. Not at all. No. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Forget about that. Doesn't mean a thing. Um, but I'll, I'll bring the cheetah and we will prove live on the air that the moose is the fastest land animal in the world. It is, it is, because like the cheetah are known for short bursts of speed, but the moose, the moose is the long haul runner. Yeah, for marathon sure. moose. Yeah, for sure, marathon moose. There's a there's a band name right there. For, <laughs> for sure, to, to get us to get us on out of here, July twenty third. I think this episode will drop just before then. Courtesy of Hell's Headbangers Records, the new Crossfire record, Rites of Extermination, drops. So let's uh, go out with something from that. This is Infernal War. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a special alumni episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.